Welcome to Up Next with Lily and Tim. Today it's called A Tale of Two Harrys. <laughs> Something I profess to not knowing, knowing a lot about. But we're talking Potter, Styles, and also the uh, Harry Potter films and also the One Direction crew. Yes. Okay. Let me let me sort of let me sort of refresh people's memories. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of kids, obviously understand or know all this sort of stuff. J.K. Rowling, we know, uh, born in Gloucestershire, I think, in the UK, and uh, spent a lot of her life uh, or life in Edinburgh when she was actually writing these Harry Potter mm-hmm. books. I think the first book uh, came out in 1997, from memory. Mm-hmm. Now, the interesting thing there is. I know she was writing. I think she was down on a luck pretty much there as far as um, financial status and that sort of stuff. So it can be a bit of a, a rags to riches story. It certainly is. Um, but the one thing I think it was really interesting there: eight publishers rejected the manuscript of, of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Eight before wow. before she got something. I think it was Blooms, Bloomsbury offered her a contract for two thousand five hundred uh, pounds was the advance on that book. And I guess, you know, the old cliche is the rest is history. Have you read the books? <laughs> okay, I have read the first half of the first one. So, you know, that's an effort, you know. <laughs> it's a pretty poor effort because I think the average person, I think one thing that was really interesting too, by the way, I think she, I think the publishers used her mm-hmm. moniker as J.K. Rowling because yep. so it wouldn't put uh, young boys off if a woman's written the book, which to me... It's a bit... To me, it's absolute rubbish. I don't care if a man or woman or an alien writes the book if it's good (laughs) stuff. I think that's crazy. But anyway, okay. So you've only read a bit of the first book, but the movies. The movies are things that hooked you, which is a bit naughty in this day and age. I've got to say. You know, I'm a great believer when you read the books first and you, you get you get sort of the theme okay. and the feel. <laughs> you know, some and with some books and with some books you get disappointed by the movies, but I think in this case a lot of the fans obviously equally like both. Yeah, I do agree with that. You know. Seven books later, eight films later. Wow. Mm-hmm. Big wow. effort. Yeah, exactly. Big effort. Big effort indeed. Okay. Uh, what's the what's the attraction of Harry Potter? The reason that I love Harry Potter is it's just so descriptive. It like takes the world word descriptive to a whole new level. You like you truly feel that you are there when you read the books. Like it's just when you're reading them, the adjectives, it's just like you feel like you're transported into the world, like the wizarding world of Harry Potter, like the whole like movies. This is coming from a girl who's read uh, <laughs> half the book. I know, I know, half I haven't read. I know I've only read half of the books, but that first half was really good, and so maybe I should pick it up again, maybe yeah. one day. <laughs> I think you should. It's, it's great to read the books, and that's what that's what grows. You know, as we all talk about, grows the imagination. As you yeah. say, is the descriptive. It grows the imagination before you see the movies. The movies is a bit like the, the cliff notes when you don't have to think. <laughs> As much. Whereas yeah, you, you read kinda... a book, you, you can put the pictures in your head, you go, this is great, this yeah. is descriptive, I can see it with my eyes closed. But it's good seeing it visually if you can't, you're not very good at look thinking about it when you read the books, I guess. Okay, I'd love to, I'd love to, I'd love to get the um the people the, the eight people who rejected the well the eight publishing companies who rejected J.K. Rowling's manuscript because <laughs> she's gone on to sell five hundred million copies worldwide. Wow, it's it's pretty look. It's pretty impressive. It's not my cup of tea necessarily. I love. I, I understand all that sort of witchcraft and, and <laughs> sorcery and all that sort of thing. That's cool. That's great. I know it's not my my bag, but yeah, it, it's it's certainly interesting. What is it, what is the main attraction of the films? Um, I think yeah, just because the books that everyone grew up with and really adored, and then seeing them in a visual form and re- like reenacted by the actors, and seeing like the whole like 
um, Hogwarts itself is just really cool. And I think that's probably why. And I also, I really do enjoy the movies, yet I feel people have said that the books are better and more descriptive and have, like, more um, parts to it, more depth than the movies. But I think that's probably why. It's just, you can see it more visually. Gotcha. Well, listen, one one point is, let's, let's go, I'll go back a little bit here. Um I think the books came out in 1990s. The first book came out in 1997, as yeah. I mentioned. I think she did eight, seven books, right? Eight films. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I found really quite interesting, she sold the film rights to Warner Brothers uh, yeah. for £1 million, I think was the first one. Mm-hmm. But she, one of her stipulations in that, one of J.K. Rowling's stipulations, was talking about having a principal cast to be mainly British. Okay, British, Irish, right. that sort of stuff in, in there. Anyway. I didn't know that before. Yeah, though. so we've got Daniel Radcliffe. I do you know. agree that I think now thinking about it, they they – all are British. Yeah. Okay. So. Run, obviously, I know Daniel Radcliffe. Run, run us through who some of the other main characters are. Okay. So, Daniel Radcliffe, who is Harry Potter. Yep. Emma Watson, who is Hermione Granger. Rupert Grint, who is Ron Weasley. Tom Felton. Tom Felton, who is Draco Malfoy. Um, and those are kind of like the main... I'd say they are the main four people um, out of the series. That's um that's pretty much who I really know. I know I know like minor roles like Robert Pattinson is Cedric Diggory and yeah, but that's pretty much it. The, those are like the main four people of the whole series. I'd okay. Say. I mean I I sort of I try and be open minded about everything, you know, being your dad and stuff like yeah. that before but I, like, <laughs> I saw it well before. I think I saw the first one well before you. I think I saw it with Mummy. Yeah. Um, and look, it, it's great it's escapism and it's great. Yeah. I totally get it. And the following the following is amazing, so I won't want to get attacked by <laughs> Harry Potter fans. I get it. But I've got to say, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Emma Watson in that first movie, my gosh. It was like somebody was – it wasn't the world's greatest acting performance. I, I thought, to be honest with you, when I saw the first one, I thought, this girl's not going to be in the next one. <laughs> Hopefully your acting's got better. I mean, the first one, I, th- I could just it's – yeah. w- it's when you can tell people are reading – almost reading lines. It was uh, The other ones absorbed the roles more, and I thought she was just like reading lines like it was on a stage mm. play at some school, <laughs> school pantomime, and I thought, this is pretty bad. <laughs> Gee, wow, that is a tough – criticism i i it agree is. i agree but she, i wouldn't say it's that bad did she get better she must have got better of course of course of course she got better i'd okay. say she got better like you could still like um i get that she's british but like her british accent is very like oh why you know sort of like very like accentuated i guess that's what kind of makes it sound more like yeah, um announcing so it's that's a good word it. announcing to me i mean but there'll be there'll be haters out there that go, oh, hang on a minute, you can't attack Emma Watson and stuff. But look, if they listen, if if they're going with an open mind and listening to that sort of thing, I think great, great actors absorb roles really well. Yeah, and, I do and agree that, that. And that first one, I'm like, oh, I can. It, it was it was almost it was quite grating. I thought <laughs> it was, it was the performance. Okay. Anyway, okay, I'll, I'll look. I accept uh, Emma Watson haters coming getting getting angry at me or people. They're getting angry at me anyway over that, but that's just my thought there. Look, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, obviously she she grew into the role and and's done done incredibly well since. Of course. Okay, let's let's talk about. So talk us through some of these developments in in the um in your case in the movies because you you only read half the book. <laughs> let's talk us talk us through some of the movies and, and how did the stories develop and 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 what was the strength? Do you think you, you mentioned in the? I guess it's the, the the look and the um or the words and descriptions of, of in the books, but how did the how did the films develop? And obviously, the, whoever directed and, and did the yeah who did the set dressing and the location um production and obviously all the works they did at, at um Leavesden in um, the Warner Brothers Studios there it was amazing. Yeah, I I agree. So, yeah. 
Um, with the movies, I think the development will first off. There are eight movies that we've talked about before. We, there's The Philosopher or Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, The Prisoner of Azkaban, The Goblet of Fire, The Order of the Phoenix, The Half-Blood Prince, and then Deathly Hallows Part 1 and Part 2. I think that's all the films. Right, um, so she did the seven, the seven books. Yeah, yeah, and I'd say the first... I'd say the first three are more... Like, they kind of... Like, not the the... Like the film franchise is dark or anything, but they kind of, as the characters get older, and uh, I think the films get a bit like darker and a bit more like there's sad features, like people die. Um, what was the period from the first film to the last film? Do you know? Like the time period. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it was like seven years or something. I think it's like um, every film is a new year. So I'd and I'd say the Deathly Hallows is. I'd say the Deathly Hallows is just one year, so I'd say there's seven years between the first one and the last one, and yeah, I think like the first, the first three were like kind of like lighthearted, and then like the f- the last ones were as well, but like they kind of focused on more um, uh, difficult like not like difficult subjects, but like yeah, as I said, death or sort of like sort of themes and like him losing his parents and that sort of stuff. So. Okay, yeah. how, did, how did the Harry Potter, how did, I guess, how did the, the characters evolve over that time? Because, you know, they're not, they're not kids anymore. They started out as probably young kids in the first one. Yes. You know, do you know what ages they were when they started or do you know so there? Okay, I think majority of the cast when they started were about uh, 11, 12, 13 years old. Um, and then when they ended, it would have been about, they would have been in their mid-20s, I'd say. So, yeah, that's a, that's a big... Um, a big age um, gap between the first one and the last one. So, yeah, they kind of really grew with the film, grew up with in that um, in the whole Harry Potter franchise. Okay, it was a decade. Yeah. Between them. 2001, the first one. Oh, okay, so they'd be about, like, the 23. Yeah, The Philosopher's Stone was 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the last one, uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, 2011. Oh, so really? there's a decade in between. So... Did they did it did it still be believable? Were they, were they following the books in that age, or were they? Yeah, still? I feel like they did. Okay, because normally, often, you know, books, I guess, pause time. You know, yeah. when you do that sort of stuff, and they all seem oh, the exactly. same age. I mean, I used to read a series called Alfred Hitchcock and the Three Investigators. The kids never changed ages. I don't know, <laughs> maybe about two years and about in a period of about twelve. <laughs> don't figure that out in mathematics. But that, that side of it's interesting. How were they? How were the sort of character roles developed, and, and did it stay believable all the way through and stuff? I guess from from a fan's perspective? Yes, I guess even though they were in their, like, 20s, it's, you still felt like they were at school and um, even though they looked mature, I still think it was very believable in that sense. And, yeah, that's what made it so successful. Right, okay. So they, they, they'd gone through there. Yeah. What was the big thing that sell, sells it for you? I mean, what I saw in the first one, I think some of those sets that, that they did, it once again, at, at, I think it's Leavesden, isn't it? Warner Brothers Studios in, so. in England and Leavesden. Some of that there is pretty amazing. Some of the sets they had of the hall. I remember. So I can still remember the hall. Yeah. Which I, it looked very like was that one of the uh, colleges in Cambridge, I think. It looked really like <laughs> yeah. inside there. But some of those sets were pretty pretty amazing. And then there was a what's that sequence? I'm not sure which one it was in. The sequence with the bus. Oh, yeah, the when bus. the bus pulls up like the... What, what, what which movie was bus. that? That is the Prisoner of Azkaban, I think. The third one, I think that's when the bus is. Is it? Okay. Yes, I think that's it, correct. That's also the least... 
not the least popular, but the least viewed of all the, the really? Harry Potter movies. Yep. The first one, the most pop. I think the wow. most popular Harry Potter movies. I don't know why I, I know this. I think the this. first is the most popular. The first one and then yep. the last ones, I think. Really? Yeah. Yeah. In numbers. I thought, I gee, I thought the third one was very popular. That's one of my favorites. No, I think that's one, as far as the, I think that's one of the least ones as far wow. as, no, as, as serious numbers, <laughs> which is pretty crazy. Gosh, that's, that's strange. Yeah, no, so she sold that. So J.K. Rowling sold that, sold the rights for a million pounds, mm. um, you know, asking for a primarily British cast. You know, Emma Watson obviously improved as things went along. <laughs> the, the only way was up. Wow. <laughs> in my opinion. But look, I mean, it's an incredible franchise as far as that. And obviously, what is the appeal to the general person? Because we won't, we'll get into what, how, it's, how it's sort of spurted off from the, from the films and the books yep. in a minute. But, you know, I, I remember standing in line at Universal Studios. There were girls probably, my gosh, they must have been late 20s, early 30s, and they're like <laughs> fanatics. I'm like, my <laughs> God. You know, it's, wow. It was like, and they were talking about how excited they were to go into, into this, um, the whole Harry Potter world and stuff. <laughs> what, what is it? What's the draw? I think. The, the interest of the Harry Potter franchise is just because there's no, there's really no other franchise that's like it. Like, that sort of magical essence, like, not very many, like, I'd say there has been lots of, like, um, movies about wizards or books about wizards, games about wizards way before that, but it just takes it to a whole new level. Like, the whole creative world that they have is just different than anyone has ever seen. So I think that's why. Okay, well, what's, what's the, the yarn, basically? He, he goes to this school, he gets invited to the <coughs> school, right? And then yeah. it's, it's, it's a school of wizards. He didn't know he was a wizard early on, did he? No, because his, his, um, his parents died, so, and he, was, he moved in with his aunt. And I remember they were horrible, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, wasn't they there, were. Wasn't there a big chunky bloke in there and they <laughs> lived under the stairs or something? No, he lived under the That's stairs. That's what I mean, he lived under the yeah, stairs Yeah, he lived under house. the stairs, and then his brother was, like, pretty snobby and a bit... Um, bit spoiled by his parents while um harry's aunt and uncle really didn't like him and this is harry's of, brother um harry's cousin cousin so yeah. i'd say so cousin not brother cousin yeah. okay dudley his name is right okay yeah i remember i remember the um the father or the the um yeah the, the guy family. there he was a, he was a bit narky to harry anyway so how does how does the I, I guess the thing here is how how does the um character development go what what's the if you follow harry's story arc all the way through and his friends was it ron and what's the what's the guy's name hermione hermione how, how does the story arc follow those guys through and and how do they develop over the course of seven books and eight movies um yeah they um the story kind of just follows them and i think um, with even though th- there's so many books and so many movies, it's kind of it's still cohesive, and yeah, I think it's just it's just um really good and enjoying, and I think yeah, that's why I think it's good. Yeah. Okay, you haven't told me exactly what's going on with them there anyway. So they go to they go to school and so they they're at school and that sort of stuff, right? They, they go through school and it's all uh, the yeah. it's all the classes at school and all that sort of stuff, all the all the yeah. houses, Slytherin and all, all that sort of stuff. Isn't um, it? there's four houses: Slytherin, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, and Gryffindor. Right. So yeah. wh- and what happens? People die and through through here and there. And wh- what does Harry become? Does he know he's a wizard before he gets there? No, he doesn't. Um, How does he get invited there in the first place? He gets he gets numerous letters. So they ignored the first letter. Um, like his aunt and uncle, but then um, more and more letters just start flooding through their doors, and so he um, he reads it, and um, they still um, say that he can't go. But then later that year, um, 
when it's time for him to go to Hogwarts, Hagrid, um, one of the people who work at Hogwarts, um, comes to where they are staying and they're like, um, and he escorts him to Hogwarts. So, yeah, that's how he gets there. Okay. Okay, so by the end, without giving it too much away, what what goes on in the in the development there? They're all they all sort of go their own separate ways after they left school or something. Do they? What happens? Um, or they're still at school at the end. Um, at the end, uh, the movies finish with um, Harry and Ginny Weasley, Ron's sister, being married and sending their child off to school, and Hermione and Ron's child being sent off to school as well. That's how the movies finish. What? Those two got married. Yeah. Oh my god, what happened to Harry? Harry missed out, he's the hero. Why didn't they get the girl? Yeah, he got Ginny Weasley. Oh, Ginny Weasley. Yeah, ah. Ron's sister. Well, the only thing I remember is the scar on his head. What happened there? Um, when he was a baby, Voldemort um Voldemort tried to like um Who's Voldemort? Tell, tell the people who's He Voldemort. is like the bad guy, like the main bad guy in the whole series. Voldemort tries to kill Harry with his magic. But it doesn't work, and it just leaves a scar on Harry's head. Who's the one with the funny shaped head? The no, like no nose. Yeah, that's Voldemort. Oh gosh, no wonder he's angry. He looked like a geez, <laughs> face only a mother could love. It's all like mashed in, or it's all like flattened, isn't it? Gee, he's a strange looking character. <laughs> okay, now so okay, we've got a bit of an idea on the on the how the old show's going. And then listen, it, it's 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 spawned incredible things since. It really hasn't audio books. I know for a fact. Yeah. Which maybe you need to get onto the your audio books, perhaps. Eh? Maybe that's yeah. your way. There's also a stage production, I believe. Yeah, the Cursed Child um, stage production, which is, um, which here in Australia um, was at in Melbourne, I think. And yeah, it's like a big stage production. I heard this parts one and two of the Cursed Child. Yeah. Well, I've never really, I have never really gotten into it. All I know is that Draco's wife dies, and it's Draco. The bad guy. Like, he's kind of like the other... I thought that was Voldemort. Well, he's kind of like... He's kind of like the snobby sort of character in right. like Hogwarts. He's from Slytherin. Okay. He's but the one you quite like, though, the actor, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> is, the, is the blonde, funny, snarky-looking kid? Yes. Right. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I think... What, was it was the Cursed Child? When is, is that meant to be based uh, post... Uh, uh, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah post, afterwards. Post the, um, the films, yeah? Yeah, afterwards. Okay. So they had the they had the audio books. They've got the, the, the stage play, obviously the films, uh, and then they've gone into. So I, th- yeah, I think, by the way, I think that film. I think no. So I think that stage play was at um, London's West End at the Palace Theatre for about the last four years and stuff. So really? it's obviously quite popular. But then uh, I think you didn't uh, Warner Brothers Studios and Universal. They went into a deal and, and started some of these Harry Potter attractions. Yeah. I think and I think yeah, from memory, I know. Well, I presume there's probably one at Universal Florida. I know there's one at Universal LA because we went there, didn't we? Tell yep. us, can you, do you remember any of that, what you saw at the Harry Potter world in um, Los Angeles when you were there with us? Um, I remember they had the Hogwarts castle when we went there. Oh, that's right. And they had the train outside, the Hogwarts Express. We went on a ride there too, didn't we? Was yeah, there was, we went on two rides. That's we went right. on, first we went on the ride which is inside the castle where we kind of like follow Harry um, on his journey and there's like Dementors um, which are like, they're kind of like these like ghostly things. Um, they're not really bad guys, but they kind of are too. Um, and you kind of like um, pretend that you're like flying around Hogwarts with Harry and stuff. And it's pretty fun. Okay. Um, and then the second ride is where you ride 
Buckbeak, the hippogriff, I think it is. Um, um, like around on a big, like really fast roller coaster, which is just outside of the castle, and we went on that one as well. And yeah, those are the two rides. What was the one we didn't we fly past something when all the kids are on, on? What's that whole thing when they're playing there on like broomsticks or something? What was Quidditch. that? Quidditch. Didn't we? There was something about that rings a bell. I think. Well, I know that that's in the movies, but I think it might have been in the Hogwarts ride inside the castle. I'm sure we saw some, you know, people whipping around those broomsticks and stuff playing that game. I still can't yeah. believe it. It's an absolute fanaticism. It's a bit like Star Trek and some of these sort of things where people, I remember people had badges on and like the ties and these girls were talking about it like it was, you know, unbelievable. Though, and was, like a religion? Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. They were that excited. I mean, which is, which is cool. I mean, it's done incredibly well. So I guess, but okay. Here's my here's my question. It finished. The movie's finished in what did I say? 2011, I think, was Deathly Hallows, the last one. I think I said. Where did you guys and your generation pick it up? I mean, because it's obviously been carried on. How did you get excited in it? Because like, you know, you're you're only what four years old when the actual the last movie um, actually was uh, produced. So yeah. so where did you where did you find about it? And, and what what sort of drove you to not and not not the point of fanaticism, but you love all the movies and you've seen them a few times. Talk us through that. Well, I only really watched the movies last year. Like, I really got into them last year. Yeah. Um, but before that, like, I remember in kindergarten, there was kind of like a book day where you dress up as your favourite book character. Like, not that I don't think... I really don't think that any of the kindergartners ever really watched the movies then, but a lot of people were Harry Potter, and I guess maybe because their parents liked it or something. Um, and even if you haven't seen the movies, you'll you'll always hear about it because it's in stores everywhere. There's merch, like, everywhere you go. And it's just a very talked-about subject, so I guess that's why it's popular. But it's done a, it's done a, it's had a resurgence somehow. I mean, I was in the local supermarket yeah. the other day and they've got Harry Potter, they've got uh, they've all, they've Harry got, Potter cups and stuff. That, that kind they of disappeared. Oh, it disappeared for a while. I, I haven't seen it come back to, like, a, a supermarket. All of a sudden, it's back in there and things like that. In the local mm. in the local grocery store, there was bits of Harry Potter cups and really? stuff. Really? Yeah. Recently? Last weekend. Really? There's a stall down here. I can show you at the local supermarket. There's a stall down there with Harry Potter cups and what? and bits and places and, th- and plates and things like that down there. Yeah. So oh my the, gosh. So it's disappeared. I mean, we're talking nine years since the last film. Yeah. Where's this resurgent come from other than you sort of I saying in book clubs? people just talked about it the whole time. Like no, I, where did it come from for you, though? You didn't talk about me? it the whole time. Yeah. Like now. Okay. But who, but who introduced you to it? Why did you suddenly decide to start watching the movies? You wouldn't have much interest oh, early on. Because mum really liked it, so and also because uh. my friends really liked it. Like I remember in like year three or whatever, um, kids were always reading the books. Like I remember my friends really read them in year three. I didn't read them, but I watched them read them. But um, I guess that's why I kind of got into it because a lot of people around me were watching it uh, or reading it, and mum really mum liked it a bit. So. But you didn't have the first book. I think they, some of those are first original published publications are worth a bit of money now. From the from the um, yeah, there's the like this thing Stone. going around that um, there's like um, on this list where you need to like what he needs to buy to go for Hogwarts. Um, if it has like two things, if it has like um, one wand and then it has a mistake below it that says one wand again, that book can be worth like ten thousand dollars or something. Wow, it's so, crazy, isn't it? It's yeah, mad, it's pretty wild. But you got a you got a when I mean, you went and got a wand recently. You got some Harry Potter socks and stuff, haven't you now and things? Yep. So that's what I mean. It must have it had a, like a dip in, res- and then obviously not in the books and the movies necessarily, but in popularity, especially around here. Mm. 
Mm. And obviously had a dip. I, I didn't hear about it for a while. And then all of a sudden I can go around now. Like you can go to the local sock store and there are all of a sudden these Harry Potter socks and things out there. And as I say, uh, the supermarket and that sort of stuff, that's just come back into resurgence. Well, I don't know about other people. I know why. I got into like Harry, um, Harry Styles and Harry Potter again. But I'm pretty sure they've been around forever. Like they've always been in stores. Like, like every time I go to every time I go to Woolworths, there's like one Harry Potter related item. There's what? like either like, well, there's like these little like Quidditch things, or at Christmas they always have like they always have like Harry Potter like related stuff. They always have Harry Potter stuff. Yeah, well, this is weird. It's down the road now. I'll take you and show you. Okay, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> okay, um, Harry Potter. Uh, the other, let's talk Tale of Two Harrys. Harry Styles has come for you as well, and once again, it's yeah. kind of like. It's kind of like, you know, the tale of two Harrys, but we're talking one direction here yeah. as well. I mean, once again, split up probably what on and off for 2015, 2016. I think they took a hiatus, didn't they? Tell us, okay, let's go back a bit. Tell everybody listening, I mean, the average punter will know One Direction. Know. But if you don't, tell us about the boy band One Direction. Okay, One Direction started, was, um, was formed in 2010 after each member, each members, which is... Niall Horan, Harry Styles, Zayn Malik, Louis Tomlinson, and Liam Payne um, all met on X Factor. They all auditioned separately, but I think in like, maybe, I don't think it was the first round, I think maybe the second round or something, um, they got knocked out, but then like 20 minutes later, they told them that they wanted to put those five people together as an act and so they went t- together, and that's and that's history. You know, the rest is history. Um, Simon Cowell signed them, didn't he? Yes. Okay. And then, uh, look, I guess there is an X Factor, you know, being a big show as well. But uh, didn't they – I guess they got boosted. It was also almost uh, the resurgence well, – uh, sorry, not the resurgence, the, um, the surge of the social media as well. They must have been pretty big exactly. in social media that really drove them to the top. Yeah, that was pretty much it. And, like – because it's on TV, so everybody was hearing about them. They're like, "Oh wow, all these people!" They're like, "They're um." Then like when they came out, um, with "What Makes You Beautiful," that was like a chart topper, you know. Um, One Direction, um, One Direction has um has the most top ten, um, top ten hot a hundred debuts among groups, passing the Beatles, which only have four. I'm just telling you that, so. Absolutely <laughs> criminal. I'm just, you know, just like putting that out there. It shows how bad people's tastes are these days. Look, once again, One Direction. Sorry. No worries, but against the Beatles, oh, come on. Oh, come on. <laughs> I knew that would make you angry, and oh. I was ready to tell that fact. It doesn't, oh, it doesn't make me angry. It makes me incredulous. Okay, five albums they had out, I think, didn't they? I think up so. All uh, night, up All Night, Take Me Home. Up All Night, Take Me Home, Midnight mm. Memories. Yeah. Four and made in the AM. Okay, five. Okay, five five albums. Yep, perfect. Do me a favor after this and look at how many albums the Beatles have. Th- top ten. Well, they didn't have top ten hot a hundreds. They didn't have ten of those. They only had four. There probably so. wasn't a hot one hundred when the Beatles. Was <laughs> well. <laughs> okay, so we've done we've done that obviously, but look, the one thing they probably share is teen hysteria. Exactly. And I can talk to you through some of that stuff, teen hysteria. I mean, because the Beatles, Beatlemania was insane if you see some of those videos and stuff like that. I mean, mm, I, I yeah. had an album I had an album called Beatles Live at the Hollywood Bowl. Mm-hmm. There was no point buying the album. All you hear halfway through, you know, it's, it's a hard day's night. And then, ah! 
yes! Screaming all the way through. Like, I can't even hear the song. That was so, like, that was like, um, the, I'm not comparing it again to One Direction, but I am. Um, the Up All Night tour DVD, which I own, um, for One Direction, they're like singing and then there's like the people in the crowd who are like bawling and screaming and like, ah! And they have their big signs up, you know, they, they are... Also, like, really crazy fans, I guess. No, definitely fan hysteria. Okay, quick story on that. 2014, September. 2014, right. I was in the States working on, on, oh a, gosh. Um, on a Mustang program for Ford. I was over there. We were staying at the Sunset Marquee mm-hmm. in West Hollywood yep. uh, with Ford. And at the same time, your boy band was there. One Direction was staying there. And oh. the, only, the first thing when we, we realised that we were out filming all day, we come back and there's all these hysterical girls in the street it was. I remember it was really hot. So they're like all these poor kids are sweaty. They're all standing there with buddy with um, uh, signs, placards, and that sort of stuff with One Direction, and getting all excited if a car pulled in. And it was funny. This is when we we, we actually saw the guys. We we pulled in the under because there wasn't anybody in. The security was pretty pretty um, strict there. Uh, in the undercover parking lot, yep. we pulled in one stage. Then the boys were about to go to a um, the concert. Yeah, and we saw the, we saw them all piling into this black van because they they were off to the Rose Bowl. Because I'd asked, I'd, we'd asked the people, and I said, obviously, these guys are staying here. And um, they were piling into the van downstairs in the secured parking lot, you know, heading mm-hmm. off to the concert. So all the girls were like, all the screaming and things <laughs> going on. But I think also, and the support act then was um, our own Aussie act, Five, seconds of, five seconds of Summer. Yay. Yeah, so must have been, it must have been a massive tour. I think, they, you know, at the Rose Bowl, they were pulled in, on, on average, I think, well, I think for the three days it was close to 160,000 fans. So yeah, good luck <laughs> to them. They did all, they, they yeah, did all right you know. on that on that tour, and obviously, obviously, pretty big. Once again, though, an interesting fact, though. I mean, obviously, we talked about them. By the way, anyway, they sold 20 million uh, records. Sorry, seven. I oh, beg your pardon. 70 million records worldwide, <laughs> yes. which, is, which is which is impressive. You know, that was I think up by the um mm-hmm. towards the end of the the career, but obviously. 2016, when they went on hiatus, they didn't. It didn't sort of hiatus is a word where you tend tem, tend to come back, isn't it? But they they didn't come back, have they? No. So they were announcing that they were all going on hiatus after, um, after their Made in the AM album, which was without Zayn. Um, yeah. So they were going on a hiatus, and everybody thought, oh yeah, they'll be back in a year. But it's 2020. It's not 2017. Yeah. It's not a year after, and they they still haven't come back. Like at least um, the five members have been successful. They all have albums. Harry Styles has Harry his album Harry Styles and Fine Line. Niall Horan has Flicker and Heartbreak Weather. Liam Payne has LP One. Zayn Malik has Icarus Falls and Mind of Mine. And Louis Tomlinson has Walls. And so they've all been pretty successful um, without One Direction. Yet I think. All the fans want them to come back for some reunion tour or reunion album. You know, that would be really good. Okay, well, the name of the show is The Two Harrys. So we've talked Harry Potter. Yep. Har- is obviously, Harry Styles is your favourite um, because we're talking about that along those yeah. lines. Talk us through, what, what's his career done? He's had, he's had a, was it the song Sign of the Times? I, even I know that one. Yeah. Um, what's the appeal with Harry Styles? He looks like a bit of, bit of a young uh, Mick Jagger. Really? You I think, think he so. does? Yeah. Okay, so a few years ago he had... Um, Sign of the Times, um, which was on his Harry Styles, ha- Harry Styles album, um, and he also had um, other successful songs on that one, like Sweet Creature and Kiwi. But I'd say Sign of the Times is probably the most popular. 
Um, and yeah, so he his album was largely successful, and I enjoyed it, prefer um preferably. But he also last year came out with Fine Line, his new album, which everyone has been talking about. Even now, people come up to me and be like, um, "Oh my god, I love that song!" You know, from Harry Styles, Fine Line. Um, and he has um. Probably the song that you hear on the radio the most from Fine Line is Watermelon Sugar. Pro- I wouldn't say my favourite one. I don't really like that one personally. But there's Adore You. There's Golden. I like Lights Up. Um, he's really found himself with these albums. And I think they're really different to the sort of One Direction um, sort of um, music style. And Watermelon Sugar, by the way. I think a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people use it on their stories on Instagram. Yeah, it's like po- it's popular. It's used for a lot of stuff. I wouldn't yeah. say it's a it's it's a fine song, but it's a bit overplayed. That's all I'm saying. What appeals to you about Harry Styles? Of of uh, and and where did you get? I guess did you discover Harry Styles and then go? Oh, hang on, it was in a band before that in One Direction. Because once again, no. One Direction was you know you were you were all of what? How old were you when he, when he broke up? About nine, weren't you? When the when your One Direction broke up? Yeah, but I liked it then. I remember listening. I did. I, I don't remember it. these days. I we were like driving and it was like I remember when Zane he was like Zane Malik has left One Direction leaving fans shook and I was like no not Zane you know I listened I loved One Direction okay that was my favorite song at like the year one disco okay I was like I was like okay. you got you know anyways but um but back to Harry Styles his also appeal is he has I'd say he has a very good fashion sense and it's unlike like other it's unlike ever people um other people like he uses instead of just he does he has lots of like crazy prints like suits he's um he's very experimental with his fashion and um it's just different from what anybody's ever seen so I think it's really it's it's a change it's different and they like the new Harry so. he's one of your favorites then hi huh? yes I'd say Harry. Um, and then maybe Liam or Niall, and then maybe Louis, and then... Down the down the order, but... Sorry, it's Zane, but you know... That's all right. So, <laughs> it's it's Harry Potter and Harry Styles. The yes. two Harrys at the moment, big in your life. And just before we go, okay, quick one here. One Direction, 70 million albums worldwide. The Beatles, 177 million worldwide. Just got to get that in there anyway. <sighs> Look, the two Harrys... Lily's been Finley's in on the two Harrys. Thanks for thanks for staying with us, everybody, and um, hope you enjoyed the show.